Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Timberwolves Talk. Um, yeah, we haven't done one for a while, I guess. In well, our ter- uh, in our terms, I guess a week. No, we're yeah, we're one day after a week, so we're one day behind schedule. Which after after this performance on the Wolves, I feel bad that we're a little bit behind. We should be we should be pumping them out a lot more. Yeah, for for real. Um, our first time. Our first time since the first two games since we've won back-to-back and our first time this season since we've won three games in a row. So, and we're the only team in the NBA to sweep the Jazz. So, do what you want with that. Yeah, That's think of weird information coming from the Wolves. Well, every, all this, we have so many weird stats. Like, there was, like, only 22 teams have came back from 17 points in back-to-back games. And that was us yep. against the Jazz. And like, yeah, the Jazz are a good team, man. Even there's even... a there's another there's Dane Moore stat out there. There's um oh. we're the we're the only team that is a below a three 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 win average that has swept a team above a seven five zero average. Ever? Ever in NBA history. Season well, swept. What did what did Delo say? What was his quote last night or two nights ago? What did, did you hear what he said? No, what did he say? He said this is a little sneak peek of next season. Oh, okay. I did see that. I did yep. see that. So that's... I mean, that's guys, honestly, I, I'm I do have a lot of confidence in this team now that Delo's back. Delo's playing I know like the stats are, I know he's scoring like twenty four, but these are the this is the best he's ever played in his career after he came back from this injury by far. He's shooting the three above forty percent. He's free throw is eighty eight. He's above fifty percent from the field. He's this is his best basketball he's ever played, and that includes the Nets playoff run. So I'm super excited to see what he does next season. Um, him and Cat are playing extremely well. Um, yeah. Ant will be a nice complimentary piece. We'll, we'll talk about that a little a little bit because we have a couple couple um, observations we've been seeing with Ant on the court with uh, with D'Lo and Cat. But yeah, definitely like the Ant Ant's role is going to be a little bit different now. I think than what we thought before D'Lo came back. I think before D'Lo came back, it was all Ant and Cat, how that's going to work. But now that we have D'Lo and we're seeing him play this well, it's going to be Ant's going to have to fight, carve out a little bit of a better role. I think. I think that I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for him, but I think it's it's definitely it definitely can work. Yeah, I and you got to also take into consideration that Malik's going to be coming back in the lineup. Um, so I don't know. A lot of people are asking this question right now. If we do get that pick and we pick Mobley at the four, is is Malik coming off the bench? And then we have a lineup of D'Lo, Ant, McDaniel's, Mobley, and Cat. Dude, that even not even it doesn't even need to be Mobley. If we can just get a competent four, I love yeah. that lineup. I love Beasley coming off the bench, and I think that Beasley won't have a problem with that because then he can lead the second stringers and he's still getting all of his shots because he needs, he needs his shots. Everyone needs their shots. You can't have all those people at, at on the court at the same time. I or think what about s- D'Lo coming off the bench, huh? I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's working. That's the thing. It's working. And, and he doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't care. care. So I, obviously I'd love to have him in the starting lineup if he's playing like this, but you know, it's, it's, it's really nice with Noel and Malik out right now that D'Lo can just hop into the second lineup and put up numbers like that. Cause I think when Malik and Noel come back, I think a lineup of, you know, Ricky, Noel and Malik is a lot 
coming off the bench. And then you have Nas and Vanderbilt too. So that's. And a Kogi. We're forgetting about a Kogi. A Kogi too. Great Kogi too. too. So you, you mix a Kogi in there. Um, I think you could defensive... even put, you could put a Kogi instead of McDaniels in that starting lineup. I think if he keeps playing offensively, like he's doing, you could go D'Lo and a Kogi, the new four and cat. And then Beasley, McDaniels, Rubio. See, there's just so many players. And that, at that point, that's that's um that's good, though, to not be able to figure out a lineup right off the bat. That means you have a lot of players that you can plug and play. So yeah, with basketball, it's a little bit different than football. Like some people say having two QBs is like having no QBs in football. But in <laughs> basketball, you can't have enough scorers. Like there's nothing wrong because injuries happen, as we've seen. Suspensions for firearms and drugs, that happens, as we've seen this year. And anything, players just sit out because of personal reasons. Um, Kyrie, he just sits out when he wants to. I mean, that happens all the time. So it's you can never have as many web, too many weapons. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, we are probably the unluckiest team with injuries and COVID and everything, man. Like we just we can't, we can't be healthy. And you know, finally, we have a we have a little bit of normalcy, even though Noel and Malik are out. But, you know, when, once we have at least three of our players, that's we've seen we've showed what we can do. I know the Jazz were without Donovan Mitchell, but that Jazz team without Donovan Mitchell should still be able to kill us if they're the first seed in the West, right? They should be. Well, also in that second in that second Jazz game, I do have to give a shout out to my guy, uh, George Esniang, man. He, yeah, uh, he was draining threes. He was draining threes. I, I feel like I'm one of the only Timberwolves fan with a George Esniang jersey. And Iowa State wanted that too. And I, I think that might be, but yeah, I, I did like to see him make those. Joe Ingles was god awful. He that, so that, see, I he made his first three three pointers in that game, and I thought like because that's what he does. He kills every. He's, I, I saw someone tweet it. He's like the ultimate role player, like the yeah. pinnacle of role player players. Him and Bogdan or whatever his name is. Yeah. Those guys can shoot the lights out. So when he gets going, it's it's usually game over. But I don't think he hit a shot for the rest of the game. He was terrible. He missed a free throw, that, a clutch free throw that he needed to make. Mm-hmm. And then Ricky with the steal at the end, man. He, he I think that was Jaden, wasn't it? Well, so that was a good debate. So I Ricky poked it out. Jaden took it. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know gotcha. who you give the steal to, but I give the credit to Ricky. Ricky was, and that's Mike Conley. He was playing See, on th- Mike. I think that's funny because that jazz play that they ran at the end of overtime, that that's a Ryan Saunders play. Just no, it looks like, like, obviously there's a play set in place, but it looks like there's no play because of how bad it just went. You want to hear a funny Mike Conley stat? Yeah. How many technicals has Mike Conley got in all of his different levels of basketball combined? Probably one. Zero. He's never got a technical foul in his whole life. High school, college, middle school, NBA. It's a good guy right there. It's a great guy. You hate to see him, but dude, we, the end of that game was so annoying. When, you know, when we gave up the Rudy Gobert wide open dunk, I was like, okay, I, I kind of knew that they were going to score. I knew we were going to have to make the last shot. And then, so another funny thing, Rudy Gobert was in first place for the um, defensive player of the year ladder on NBA. And after that game, after after he let D'Lo just cut wide open, he, he got bumped down and Ben Simmons got bumped up to first. Really? So I don't – it wasn't the Gobert dunk. It was – they had a three that put was, them up. Oh, it was the Mike, Mike Conley, Conley with three. the step back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gobert, the Gobert dunk was the one before that, right? See, I wish I had notes because, like, this is a long time ago. We got a lot going on. I mean, I'm not – 
we always suck at the play-by-play, but um, yeah. So we we just threw that game away at the end. It was a classic Timberwolves. Like, well, at least we at least we were close, but we ended up blowing the game. And somehow, and I knew once D'Lo made that layup, I was like, oh god, here they go. They're gonna make a buzzer beater to win it. That just goes to show, though, how important of a player Cat is. That you know. I th- was it Conley that switched off of D'Lo? It was it was one of the guard defenders. Yep. I don't no, know yeah, if it so. was Clarkson or Conley or whoever it was. They switched off of um off of D'Lo to guard Cat, and then Gobert was so concerned about Cat shooting that three that he came up and tried to help on Cat too. And D'Lo was just wide open on the block. And is that Chris Finch magic? Because a couple guys, every single time we come out of a timeout, we have like the best play like drawn up i don't know how or why but there's always a guy wide open on a cut every single time we come out of a timeout and that well we can we can let's finish about the jazz game then we can get into that but well yeah so one dude that layup was a little i every that was such a weird looking it looked like he traveled almost like i was scared he was gonna travel he should have took a dribble just take a dribble take your time take some time off the clock but i guess gobert was right behind him dude gobert He's got to be eight feet tall. That man is so big. When he goes up for those alley-oops, like, it's the biggest person I've ever seen in my life. He can jump pretty high, too, is the thing. He's Dude, his, his hands are on top of the backboard, basically. Yeah, he's he's a long guy, yeah. for sure. So that was a surprise we won that game. Um, but that was good heart, because, like, the Jazz didn't want to be swept on the season series, and um, they kind of went out on a really quick run in the first. I know that um, it was, like, a 15- or 17-point lead. Then we, we come, we, there's no issue with the Timberwolves coming back for, for some reason. That's every youth, time, man. every that's time youth. we go down, I, we, we make the comeback and I don't know if that's it's youth. I guarantee youth. you, I guarantee you next year, we will not have that problem. That's Fair how enough. Players the, fir- the first jazz game better. Yeah. The, the first jazz game, I thought we just played an excellent game. The whole, the whole game, you know, we, we took our foot off the pedal a little bit in the fourth, but we we won that game. That was a that was a really good game in the the first one. So here's a quick question: If they had Donovan Mitchell, do we win both those games? Hmm. Maybe not the second one. And the reason being, I think if they get out to that lead that early, Donovan. I don't. I think Donovan Mitchell doesn't let us come back. I don't think he lets us back into that game. Yeah. But the I, first one, I think so. Even if they still had him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Rockets though the Rockets game was uh was a little scary. Um, we were kind of that was a back and forth game because the Rockets jumped out on us and we jumped out on the Rockets and then we're up by I think fourteen or something with three four minutes left. They go on a twelve zero run, come right back into the game, and um again our players hit shots when they need to. They hit free throws. I mean they're they're. They're turning into a little bit of a clutch team. They they weren't at first under <laughs> under Saunders, but I think under Finch they're they're a little more clutch. Cat had a great dunk, I'll tell you that. Yeah, wasn't that his first? That was his first lob since Kentucky or in the Jazz game. That was his first lob since Kentucky. Oh, that one was yeah. No, I'm talking about his little Showtime dunk on yep, the fast. Yeah, that one break. was cool. That was like a LeBron dunk. Yeah, it was LeBron's classic dunk that he does every time. Yep. The, yeah, the up and under. Yep. But no, that was. I don't know, man. They even with the rookie of the year on their team, they still, we still beat them. <laughs> tell them about tell them about what the Rockets announcers were saying. So guys, I was I was listening to the game. 
you know, uh, screw you, Bally Sports. So I was watching the game. Had to be on the Rockets, the Rockets uh, announcers because I was watching off a stream. Um, they were saying that Jay Sean Tate has outplayed Anthony Edwards in every matchup and that he's rookie of the year. And uh, just just a little fun fact, Jay Sean Tate and D'Angelo Russell um, played on the same Ohio State team. Think about how long ago. D'Angelo Russell's a six-year vet in the NBA <laughs> and Jay Sean Tate's a rookie. And Jay Sean Tate's older than D'Angelo Russell. So was he, did he, was he in the G League a few years or what no. was that? He played overseas. Nice. Four four year guy. I think he was a five year guy at college and played overseas, then got drafted, I want to say. Big journey. Big He's a journeyman. Journeyman. You know, props to him though. Second and second in rookie of the year race, I guess, until Lamelo jolts back into the conversation. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Is so I mean you've been get we've been getting into a lot of debates. Dude, what was that one dude on Instagram? Oh guess- my gosh, guys. <laughs> so there was a ESPN put out a post that said like um, pl- rookies that have the most potential or something. And no one's going to argue LaMelo balls first. That wasn't what I was arguing. I was arguing they had Tyrese Halberton before Ant. Hell no. Made no sense. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, how are you going to have, like, you could make the argument, I guess, for the seat, but potential wise, I don't even think it's close. No, because uh, ta- uh, like Anthony Edwards hasn't scratched the surface, and he's put it playing better than Tyrese Halberton, who I think is, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he has as high of a ceiling whatsoever. But me and this kid, I what did I? I commented something on our basketball account. I said, "How is Ant not second over Tyrese?" And then the Lamelo fans came in for some reason. I don't. It wasn't even Halberton fans. It was Lamelo fans, and I sent about like 12 texts back and forth to this LaMelo dude. I love LaMelo, but his fans are terrible. That's what I was about to say, man. They're like, like I hate LaMelo fans. Your, your connection is very bad right now. <laughs> You'll be back in a second. He, he likes to do this. His connection just goes out for like two minutes and then he comes back like nothing happened. But yeah, just to, I mean, while we're waiting for Chris to show back up, um, I always just log back into Instagram. I just see Chris is just going at it with these random LaMelo fans and just, he, <laughs> I never, I'm always like, what do you, he, he loves, he loves to comment on Instagram. So if you guys ever see him comment on, um, on like a Tim Rose post or something, make sure to give it a like and give him a little shout out. Cause it's usually never me that's active on the Instagram. It's always Chris, but yeah, he, no, he's, his connection's terrible right now. Um, I guess we'll, well, I'll make a little cut right here. And then once he gets back, we'll jump right back into it. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to put a disclaimer out that it's never me that. Uh... <laughs> okay. That's not true. It is him some of the times, but you know how it is. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make headlines. You gotta get the likes, you gotta get the clicks. So it's, it's always nice to get into some educated debates over, over players, especially, especially Timberwolves players. But, um, just yeah, I, a, another PSA. Um, almost done with school. I'll be back on the good Wi-Fi in a week for you guys. Just wait it out. I know it sucks. <laughs> I know I disconnect a lot, but just give it a week and I'll be back. Uh, there you go. But um, but yeah, I think the biggest misconception that uh, Lamella Ball fans have is that if you say anything about Anthony Edwards or like if you say Anthony Edwards is good, they automatically think you're saying that you hate LaMelo Ball and you love Anthony Edwards. They take it personal, I think. They act like two legends can't coexist, you know? 
Yeah. You can have two great rookies. Look at the LeBron's class. It wasn't it him, D Wade, and Chris Bosch? It was him, Chris Paul, Mello. Mello. Yep. Him, Chris Paul, Mello, I think. Close enough. And it's, I just, like, you look at like John ja Morant and Zion, too. It's, a, it's not like, you know, the, the, there could be two guys that are great in a class. It's, it's better when there's a, a good rookie of the year race. And I don't know. I guess if LaMelo didn't get hurt, I can, I can see LaMelo just running away with it. But I also think it's because the media is so in love with LaMelo. Even if Anthony Edwards was making it a close race and LaMelo was still playing, I don't think, I think it'd be LaMelo no matter what. And you look at people like Stephen A. Smith on, you know, talk shows who say they're voting for LaMelo no matter what, even if he got injured, even if he was out for the rest of the season. I'm like, I'm like, why do you get a vote? Why, why do why do these type of sports writers get a vote in rookie of the year? It makes sense. That no doesn't sense. make any sense. It's rookie of the year, not like rookie you can't of just half be, the year. Yeah, you can't be that ultimately biased against Anthony Edwards that you're going to give LaMelo Ball rookie, rookie of the year even if he was out for the rest of the season. Like you, That doesn't make well, any sense. He hasn't proved enough yet, I don't think. Yeah, like you can have players that have a great like first half of the season then completely drop off the second half. I mean, look at John Morant right now. He had a great rookie season, and he's kind of just doing the same thing as sophomore season. Like, he hasn't took a huge jump by any means. Exactly, but so, it's kind of like it's kind of like MVP. Yeah. You're not going to give MVP to someone who sits out half this, like, a good chunk of the games. Yeah, like you saw Embiid, Embiid set out, like, 10 games, and he dropped a fifth in the MVP rankings. And you're telling me LaMelo just sits at number one no matter what? Like, no. like it can't be right. Yeah, it's so like, he... Stephen Stephen A. Smith saying no matter what, no matter how great of a season, rest of the season Anthony Edwards has, he's automatically voting for LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Because that's what ESPN tells him. Because if LaMelo Ball wins Rookie of the Year, their ratings are double than what if Anthony Edwards wins Rookie of the Year. And that was probably the same thing with the John Zion thing. Like, they're probably pissed Zion didn't win it. Yeah, they need their guys. They pick a guy at the beginning of the year, and they run with him. Yeah, and that's okay. And, like, it's – Something I was watching the other day too, like obviously the NFL drafts coming up and stuff, and like Stephen A knows nothing about football, so why is ESPN giving him the airtime to talk about quarterback prospects? He knows nothing about like there's this big thing that Mac Jones is going third over you know Trey Lance and Justin Fields, but he's so locked in on Justin Fields, like he's just talking about this brother's so athletic, this guy's so much better than Mac Jones, and he's using no like facts to back up why or why not, and then it's like the thing with you know it's just dumb. Like, well, yeah, ESPN, like when, ESPN just needs to stay in their lane. Like you can't have Stephen A. Smith talking about football. You can't UFC. have talk- Have you seen Dude, that? Yeah. The thing when- with Joe Rogan, <laughs> he was talking about baseball. Um, he was talking about the Dodgers um, Padres series. And he's like, man, the Padres are the biggest threat to the Dodgers this year. They've, they've, sw- they've won seven out of the eight games. And I think like the series is like four or three, like Padres are winning by one game or something. I'm like, well, you can't just go on air and blatantly not know that. Well, yeah. And also when he was freaking out about when we didn't hire David Vanterpool. And look at Chris Finch now. Okay. Well, no, when he was, yeah, you know, he didn't even know who David Vanterpool, he's like, oh yeah. And David Vanterpool, that assistant coach on the trailblazers right now. Why didn't they look at him? He didn't even know that Vanterpool was the assistant coach on the Timberwolves. <laughs> he's like, he's like getting so heated. I'm like, dude, like, well, yeah, and I think ESPN obviously wanted to push push the um the race issue into that one too, and we already went into that and talked about that, so we don't need to need to do that. It's just ESPN. I I don't consider a I don't consider 
you know, a creditable sports source anymore, which is sad because like sports center was sports center was such a good like show. And I don't know. I I like Van Pelt. I think he's okay. It's just, he's on so late. I never watch him anymore. Um, I don't know. I'd say if you guys want like good, like funny kind of satirical basketball content with some knowledge, honestly, Skip and Shannon is funny and there's more knowledge than ESPN puts out. Yeah. I, I like watch them. Um, if you want to watch football, go watch, um, morning football talk. Every single NFL network show is better, more credible, like than anything ESPN puts out. What killed they, me of what killed but, my ESPN vibe was when they, they put out a story, they put that headline on sports center. That's like, I've already talked about this, but like, is LeBron trying to recruit Curry to the Lakers? And then every single one of them's like, well, obviously this is just like a scenario, but it's just like, what's the point of putting that on the TV? Cause someone's going to walk by and be like, oh yeah, Curry's going to the Lakers and just tell that to a bunch of random people without any knowledge. Yeah. And like the thing about Stephen A. Smith is man, like we've, we've tried to do it. We've tried to talk about other sports and it's really hard because it's so hard to pay attention to multiple sports. And yeah, if like Stephen, St- a Smith- Stephen A knows a little bit about basketball, I'm not even going to say a ton. Cause I, I think he's a little bit knowledgeable in basketball, stick to basketball. Like you, you obviously don't have the capacity to talk about football or baseball in a sense that people are going to actually learn something. Well, no one can, no one can talk about all that stuff. It's physic. It's literally impossible to know all this current knowledge about football, basketball, baseball, UFC. You can't know all of it. Yeah. So like, uh, like it's a, it's a good example. Like I, I love the UFC. Like I, I love watching the UFC whenever there's like a title fight or anything, I'll tune into it, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know like every single type of martial artist. I don't, I don't know like, Oh, you're in side clinch control. I don't know like the, what that means. I don't know how to get out of it. Like I'm I'm not going to say, I know like the in depths of UFC. I just love watching it. And that's okay. That should be, that should be normalized that you can just be a casual fan of something. Yeah. And as, if you're going to talk about it on, if you're going to talk about it, at least be honest, be like, Hey, like, I just like watching this. But I still want to talk about it. Cause people will, people will still listen to that. It's just yeah. when you like pretend to be a, like an expert at it, when you know nothing about it, that's when people get annoyed. Yeah. And we're not, it's not like we're experts on the, on the Timberwolves no. either. We, there's still stuff we listen to, to learn more with them. It's, it's, it's okay to be, a, it's okay just to be a fan that likes to talk about the games. Like, that's exactly okay. what we are. We're just two fans that love to talk about the Timberwolves. Not too much, not, not, not a ton of knowledge here, but we just love to talk about it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're finally, we might be on the, you know, I think there's always a point every single year in a Timberwolves season though, where we say the next year. But honestly, this one does feel a little bit different. I, I have a, I have a different sense on this one, and it's, it's, it's really not even because of Cat or D'Lo or Ant or any other new players we're gonna get. It's, it's because of Finch. I actually mm-hmm. think he is the coach. I think he's a very good coach, and you can see, he's, what doubled Ryan Saunders' wins. What are we at? Nineteen or twenty yeah. now? And Ryan Saunders won what like six or seven games? Seven, yeah, I think. I mean, guys. Finch, in Finch had to work with the depleted lineup too, and still yeah. is. Yeah, and he's winning games. He's winning almost half of our games, I think, with a with the lineup that is not healthy. So I think we're uh, 
I don't want to do predictions because what did I predict us to be at the start of this season? You don't even want to know. We don't even, we don't even want to know. No, I'm not even going to look back on it. But if I were to give next season predictions, I would hope we're over 500. Yeah. I would hope if we're healthy, I think we're over 500. Um, I think we, you see the NBA is keeping the play in tournament. I did not see that. It's a permanent thing now. Hell so yeah, I think, I, like I think we can make the play. I think that's a goal. I think that's our goal. Should to be, make dude, the if play. we're playing like this, man, we should, we, we should be a six seed. I think, I think yeah. six seeds, like the ultimate, like, Hey, like we're, we're if in everything works out. We should be, we should be a six seed. I like that. Um, I just want to go into one thing. What, what is your mindset going into next year? So mine is my mindset is I've already counted out that top three pick. I don't think we're going to get it. And if we do get it, it's just an added bonus. That's kind of the way I see it. Like, I don't want to be banking on that at all. I don't even think we I don't even think we need another like it'd be I, of course it'd be great to have a you know a top three player but I'm just like I don't know if we need that I think we I think it's okay if we don't get the pick I think it's fine if the Warriors get the you know for or the fourth and pass pick I think that's fine I don't think you know I I really do think we just need vets on this team i don't i think we need someone who finally fits our timeline like we can't just keep adding young talent and waiting for it to yeah. develop we need like a 28 29 30 year old to add into this lineup that's halfway decent and it's it's always nice adding a 19 year old and stuff but that takes time we it don't takes have time. time and malik and Delo and cat are all about to enter their prime like they're getting to that age 26 mm-hmm. malik's gonna be 25 I, they're about to be in their prime and this is when we got to take advantage of their talent. And this is, you know, when ants got to step up and we, when we need some more veterans and uh, I'm excited though. I, I really do think this team could be good next year. I agree, man. I just want to, we just need a competent four. That's kind of all I want. Someone who's not going to need the ball, I guess, PJ Tucker, not the next PJ Tucker is kind of what I want. But what about McDaniel? So do you think McDaniels can't fill in that role? I want McDaniels at the three. That's I don't want McDaniels at the four. I'm very I'm I I really do not want him at the four. So you like like the um, see I like that that idea too. I like McDaniels at the three. Like guard yep. the best player on the team. Yep. Really lengthy defender, hard to get by for a three. Have another defensive four yep. who can you know stretch the floor if you need to. Then Cat, Ant, and D'Lo are your main scoring options. Exactly. You know? Let them go to work. Get a get a four that can shoot the corner three. Kind of like a PJ, like a PJ Tucker, but a younger PJ Tucker as well. And we just have flamethrowers off the bench, dude. Like that's the lineup right there. You got Malik coming off the bench, Jalen Noel coming off the bench, Nas, Ricky. Come on, there you go, man. That's a hell I think of a that's lineup. a good. Uh, I think that's a great lineup. Yeah, I can't complain at all. Um, I I want to clear up some air with this uh, Jalen Suggs slander, apparently. That we had. I, I just want to make my – I want to be able to voice what I what I meant by that. So, basically what I was saying is if we get the second pick in the draft, I think we should take Evan Mobley over Jalen Suggs. And if we get the third pick in the draft, I don't really have a problem with taking Jalen Suggs. I just did not agree with people saying that if we get the second pick, we should take Jalen Suggs. And that's all I wanted to say. I'm not questioning his character, his leadership, his um, shot-making ability. I was just saying I would rather have Evan Mobley than Jalen Suggs and Cade Cunningham over Jalen Suggs. I don't think, I don't think that was worth all the hate that we got. Yeah, guys, people, people came for our necks on that video because we all we said was like we, we, 
I think there was a. I think Peyton threw out the word overrated. I yep. think that's that was one of the uh, the critiques. Overrated is not always a bad thing. I'm no, just saying he's a I, little I, overrated at the second pick. A I just bit. think we we just both think that you know if we needed a a guard instead of a big at two, then we'd probably take Jalen Suggs, and you know, but we need a four or a five, so we're gonna take Mobley and. We're not saying Jalen Suggs is a bad player. It's just he's not a fit on the Timberwolves right now. I don't think he'd play good on the Timberwolves. I think we'd probably ruin his career because he's not going to have opportunities to play on the Timberwolves. What if, I mean, if we get that third pick, then maybe. Maybe, maybe. you could say that he is the best player available compared to Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. I think that is a very fair argument. But I think I think D'Lo is just showing his true colors right now and what he can be. And uh, I, I don't know, man, like, Dilo is a former second overall pick and he's, he's playing like it right now. He's, yeah, he's, he's averaging like 27 the last few games. So, and what that someone commented, he looks so much skinnier and more athletic now. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he, he's just better, man. He's, I think it's just cause he's healthy. Like he, he said it in, in the press conference yesterday. He's, he said, you know, I, I just wasn't healthy. Like his, his knee needed surgery and now he's healthy and he's playing good. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, just a quick message to you guys. Uh, If you guys are looking to get into a new energy drink, we got Boomerang Energy right here. Based out of Duluth, Minnesota. Clean, healthy energy. Um, Me and Chris love it, man. It it tastes good. And it doesn't give you that headache. When you drink a Red Bull or a Bang Energy, you know, three, four hours later, you're just dead. You just have a bad headache. But with this, it just, it feels very natural. And it's, you're not putting anything bad into your body. So if you guys want to check that out, boomerangenergy.com use cold basshole for 10% off your purchase exactly um i guess a couple more announcements um you know obviously timberwolves talk is going to be wrapping up and the not wrapping up but you know the season's going to be done for us in a few weeks and um probably transition our timberwolves talks more so into draft stuff and yep. you know it's we're, we're not going to be able to talk about the games. Obviously we'll still have t- Timberwolves talks, you know, but obviously a lot more sporadic and not frequent. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to be on the lookout for, you know, some of the different draft stuff we put out. We we have a couple ideas for podcasts. Um, you know, we're, we're just not sure the absolute direction we want to go in that with yeah. yet during the summer. So you guys should let us know though. You guys leave suggestions below. We, we take you pretty seriously. You know, we do a lot of the stuff you guys say. So yeah, for sure. Down um, below. The support you guys have been showing throughout this whole season, man, it it's crazy. It, it really is. Like I never, I never would have thought when we started this podcast that we'd actually have one person, like one person that consistently watches. And just the fact that we have multiple people that consistently watch and actually like hear what we have to say and like take it seriously. That's, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, it just kind of keeps you going. Like sometimes yeah. it's hard sometimes to do this, man. Like if the views aren't like what you, what you're expecting, or if like you got a busy week, but just those few people that keep tuning in and watching, like we really, we really appreciate that. So I think we got to find a way to get the the viewers more involved here with one of these episodes coming up. I know we we've done in the past where you comment, we look at those. I don't know. What do you, you got any ideas for that? I don't know. Yeah. I'd love like end of the season. I think it'd be cool to have like a, uh, you know, like, you know, uh, you know how, um, 
like on school field trips you go you go somewhere on like the last day of school for fun that's that's yeah. kind of what i'm like thinking thinking for this like we got to do something fun on like the last timberwolves talk of the season like we have relief. people call in dude we could have like call, a i think calling would be fun that would be we maybe a, a lot we'll do a live stream maybe we should do a, an actual live stream and you guys can you know we'll let you into the zoom and you guys can come out of the zoom and you know, say your piece about the Timberwolves. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> I think you guys didn't cool. know. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, we did the, before kind of, we started the, the Timberwolves talk, we did like live streamed podcasts. So I think we, I think that'd be a fun idea to do one of those, um, you know, during the last Timberwolves talk of the season, we can call you guys in if you want to come and we'll post it and you'll uh, be on the channel. I like that. I like that a lot, but Hey, Let's hope this winning streak goes on. How 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 much longer do you think this winning streak could go? Ten games, twenty. Let me look up who we're playing. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's impossible. But I yeah I don't I don't know. I we be, we beat the Jazz though. We beat the Jazz, and good news is right now, guys. The you know the Twins you know have lost like nine straight games for the last in the MLB, but they're up six zero on the second as I'm speaking. Um, you know things are on the up. Maybe things are on the up and up. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. It's all going up from here. Oh, the Warriors, man. That's Ooh, that could be a win. Do. That could be a win, though. I think so. Four-game win streak. Come on now. But hey, guys. Also, one more thing. Um, we mentioned the lifestyle channel in the past. All you fishing fans on here, you have to go follow the lifestyle channel because I think me and Peyton both decided that we're not posting the fishing stuff on here. So you gotta yep. go follow that one. Got to. Our first. Yeah, we can announce it, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, our first ever um, mini series. Sir. is coming out it's it's gonna come out um you know probably late i'd say late may late may for sure late may uh we're gonna have our first fishing mini series like if you guys have ever watched john b and seen some of his series that's what we're gonna try to emulate and uh it's gonna be a good one I'm excited, we, we already took the boat out um you know last may, or may week, not have a hole in it <laughs> may or may not have a hole in it um we didn't film a video we just wanted to go out and test the waters and see how everything is um we caught fish. So next, next fishing video, expect some, uh, expect some fireworks for sure, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Have a great week. Um, thanks for watching guys.